Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hi, Dale. My name is Tom, and I have a question. Um, when I hire a new distributor, they need to get plugged into the company to learn about their products and the back office, that type of thing. And um, the company has their own training, so... The new distributors are going to get emails with this training and watch webinars. And their training is talking about branding themselves on Facebook, you know, complete opposite of what you teach. And I want to know how I can uh, steer the new people away from this. You know, it's kind of, it's just, it's confusing is what it is. Because there's no getting around it. They're going to see all the training that the company provides. And they're going to be plugged into my upline. And they have their own way of doing things. Again, it's about branding yourself on social media. Um, that type of thing. So that's my question. And uh, thank you very much. Bye. Tom, I so appreciate this. Uh, I have... <laughs> It's an absolute shame that we're involved in a business model that we have to fight common sense. And this is a conversation that I have every week with multiple clients, colleagues, and corporate officers, literally on a weekly basis. And there's probably nothing that wears me out more than this subject. So I'm not going to pull any punches at all. I'm going to answer your question to the very best of my ability. I'm sorry that that anybody in this profession has to deal with that. I know many of the people that listen to this podcast every single week have to deal with it. So we're just going to get right down to where the rubber hits the road. I'm going to answer your question. I'm not going to pull any punches. Um, I want to logically walk through the documented facts that any corporate officer who took the time to really look at the numbers and look behind the curtain could see. And I hope many of you that hear this podcast are going to be compelled to to send this information, to send this session to corporate officers or uplines or anybody that you know in this profession that needs to hear this session. So, again, I'm going to share how I really feel, and I want people to understand exactly where I'm coming from. I love the network marketing business model. I love it. It's changed my life. It, it's, it, it's made more impact for me and my family and my life and my personal growth than I could ever communicate. I despise what it's become, and mainly the number one reason is because of 
the question that Tom just left. So, <laughs> when someone, I've got some very hopefully well thought out facts to share, and I sincerely hope that somebody will listen to this session and have the paradigm shift that this profession desperately needs. Um, how I honestly feel if, if is that if someone in a network marketing company is teaching people to brand themselves on social media to get their business launched off the ground, started, they should be fired immediately. That's how I sincerely feel. Because there is no way that that type of approach to launch a business is going to work for 97% of the people that join a network marketing organization. It's just not going to work. I want to be very clear. I agree that social media is the way to spread the word about a business and about especially a traditional business. And it can be done very effectively if you have a large advertising budget, which quite frankly, most network marketing distributors and small business owners don't. Uh, We can all name the names of multiple gurus that built their business and their brand on social media. Uh, The first and only person that I know that built it organically without spending huge amounts of dollars uh, on advertising was probably Gary Vee, and he was one of the first. And honestly, he did that really by polarizing people with his filthy mouth. I mean, if we're just going to be true about it. Not that the guy's not a genius. He is. He absolutely is. And for the record, I don't think his filthy mouth was intentional. Uh, As we see a lot of people uh, intentionally speaking that way today on different social media platforms, trying to polarize the audience or the viewers, um, we see that all around us today. And I don't believe it. I do believe for Gary, it was authentic and it was true. Uh, It was true to the culture in which he was raised in. So, so let's kind of put Gary to the side because he's a great example, but he was first in in a lot of ways before, uh, the cost of social media advertising went up. And of course today, you know, he has a tremendous advertising budget for social media, I'm sure to build his brand and has a team around him that enables him to be on every platform virtually, you know, multiple times a day. But let's just really stop and look at reality. Let's look at the network marketing profession, how this really all collates or does it. And, you know, if, if we just stopped and thought about it, you know, there's nobody on the planet that would know who Grant Cardone or T. 
Ty Lopez in his garage were, are, if not for the massive advertising budgets that they were able to deploy into social, the social media marketplace. It just wouldn't happen. So when companies or individuals teach new people to only launch on social media, it comes from either ignorance, and that's just not that they're ignorant people, highly intelligent people. When I use the word ignorance, I mean they just don't know any better. Uh, bad consulting or advice or greed. It's one of those three things. If any any network marketing leader is teaching new people to launch their business using social media, and that's the game plan, that's what we're going to do to launch it, it's only coming from ignorance, bad consulting or advice, or greed. And I'm not saying uh, this move is bad for the companies, and that's what concerns me a little bit. But it's terrible path, a terrible path to success for 97% of the distributors in the organization. No, I said 97%, which is the far majority. So if a company is okay operating a revolving swinging door where people are leaving out the back door as fast as they're coming in the front door, then... You know, maybe you're just in the wrong company if they're okay with that. Because I know what the numbers dictate. I know what they are if this is what they're teaching. So here's the bottom line. We have to understand this uh, corporately. And, and, and a lot of people don't get it. Leadership moves products. Leadership moves products. Distributors are a revolving door coming and going all the time, but developed leadership stays. What I call homegrown leaders. So leadership is what's going to create volume, and the responsibility of a company is to put the consultants and the systems in place that can stack the odds and develop the next wave of homegrown leaders within that company. You know, uh, when I hear this, especially when it's coming from corporate, it just it's just disturbing. It kind of reminds me of when I was in the insurance business years ago. Uh, we sold a, a health insurance product to small business owners only. And the company that I was with, the whole philosophy was, as a manager, uh, I was rookie of the year in the Great Lakes area, after my first year, and then they moved me into management. And as a manager, their philosophy was, Dale, look, every week you need to be running ads in the newspaper and you need to be recruiting new reps uh, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then try to spend Thursday in the field and Friday in the field and then turn your business in on Saturday and have your ad run for Sunday and recruit on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, be in the field selling product, selling the service, selling the insurance plan. And that's that's the process. And your goal is to hire as many reps as you can. And some of the, I, I ran a district in Kentucky. And when I started, uh, we were third from the bottom in the United States. Uh, you know, 
densely populated state. Uh, we were third from the bottom. And I was competing with other districts that had hundreds, like some had two and three hundred reps that were in the field every week selling their policies. And I never had more than 12. I never had more than 12 reps because if I didn't think the person had the skill sets, the mindsets, or were not hungry enough to develop them to, to be successful with that program, I wasn't going to waste their time, my time. I wasn't, I didn't, because they had to go to, to school, they had to get their license. It was a long, drawn-out ordeal, and I wasn't going to hire somebody giving them false hopes that they could, could you know, make a full-time income selling that product, even though the product was the best in the market. Uh, everything was really great with the company and, and the products that we provided, but I wasn't into just running a cattle call just get as many people as I possibly can in and out the door and watch them quit as fast as they join. They go into the market the first week. They don't get any sales. They go one more week. They don't get any sales, and they're looking for a new job. I'm, I don't have time to do that. That's not productive. But the insurance business, traditionally, the thought was get everybody licensed that you can. This is not just in the company I was with. I'm talking about New York Life and all the big insurance companies. It was a cattle call because if nothing else, they might sell a life insurance policy to their mother-in-law before they quit. That was the mentality that existed in that profession. And, and I... It, it made no sense to me then. It doesn't to me now. But it's what I see in the network marketing profession and have for years. The money is not getting people enrolled. The money is not finding people that say they want to do a business and enroll them and sell them a pack and then crossing your fingers hoping that they're going to be on all ship in 90 days. This business is not about getting them in. It's about certainly getting them in, but keeping them in and helping them progress and move forward successfully within the compensation plan. And the perfect way to burn somebody out is to have them spam their social media accounts every day. It's crazy to think that they're, they're, that, that is good for the, the person, the distributor, the new team member, in any way, shape, or form, how can that be justified? Sure, you know, out of, out of every 10 distributors, one might get a product sale, which helps the company's volume, but what does it do for the other nine, and what does it ultimately do for, for, for the one that got the sale? It makes no sense. And again, it goes back... You know, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. And I go back to the, the oh, I call it the Tate Pyramiding days. Uh, that's what I think John Milton Fogg actually coined that term, uh, the Tate Mailing Pyramids. Or back in the day, many of you were around probably when dead doctors, it's like I can go to my mailbox every day. I was going to get at least one dead doctor's tapes. Sometimes I would get five, six, seven in a, in, in, a, in a day. Dead doctors don't lie. Some of you are around. Those of you that weren't, I apologize. But it was before the Internet, obviously, and, and everybody 
four, five, six companies decided that when a new distributor came in, the first thing they did, they didn't care if they ordered products. John Milton Fogg wrote an article about this. I'll give you the link because it's worth reading. I'm just going to give a quick synopsis here. But the whole concept was you bring people in and then they buy a hundred of these dead doctor tapes and then they buy a mailing list of opportunity seekers and then they mail out these cassettes uh, with a sticker on the back where people can contact them if they wanted to know more. And for every hundred uh, audios mailed out, there might be you know, one or two people that might actually listen and reply and buy the product for one month. Again, real customers, if they buy one time, they're a suspect. Two times, they're a prospect. Three times, they're a real customer. But I, again, that's another training. But the whole concept was if we can get people in and get them to mail 100 cassettes to these uh, to these opportunity seekers, and I'm a leader sitting at the top of, say, an organization of 500 people, and if everybody sponsored one person and everybody sent out 100 cassettes, you know, they might go broke because they're making 12 or $14 commission on the sale of the product, and it's going to cost them a heck of a lot more than that to buy the cassettes and mail them and go through all that. But if I have 500 new sales every month, then it's going to help my personal check and it will help the company but it does has no value other than run new people out of the business and that's what john milton fogg talked about Uh, i wrote an article i think it was this year maybe last year sometime it's why leaders quote unquote air quotes leaders teach people to build with social media and live video when it doesn't work for 99% of their team members, question, question. And again, that article, and again, it's got a, a, a copy of John Milton Fogg's article that originally ran in Upline Magazine when all this was going on, is at mlmhelp.com forward slash tapes, T-A-P-E-S. It's worth the read. So if you happen to be a company owner or a corporate officer listening to this, You should ask yourself, are we interested in building a long-term business or creating a revolving door? That's really the question. That's really the question. Are we interested in one-time sales or revolving door? Are we interested in building a long-term business? That's the question. You know, I wrote an article about this years ago. The choice that all of us have as leaders and company owners and corporate officers is inspired greatness or appeal to mediocrity. And see, I had so many people back in the day. They, they just knew they were going to get rich milling out these cassettes. Uh, they, I just joined Changes Dale. I got my 100 cassettes ordered. Uh, I bought my opportunity list. I'm so fired up. And I, it was so sad to me because... You knew how it was going to play out. Just like, and again, you see the same mistakes repeated over and over just with, on a different platform. Now it's on social media. It makes no sense. So there's three facts that you really need to consider. Number one is this philosophy of not professionally ethically, truthfully, and here's the key word, 
individually contacting the people you know personally, not doing that, a, a, a revolt against doing that, penetrated the network marketing profession shortly after the Internet came, became mainstream, so we'll say around 2000. Uh, and it, it, the Internet is a natural transition if you use it correctly. It's not a shortcut. It's not a replacement to proven systematic ways to launch your business and train your people. It's an addition to. It's not a shortcut. It's just a transition, much like, uh, you know, I was around in the days when we trans when we made the transition from pitch books where we would sit around people's kitchen tables and explain the company and the product and the opportunity when videos VHS players became mainstream, then we eventually made the transition from the pitch book to the VHS tape when it, when it was mainstream. When the Internet became mainstream, and most homes had it in the United States, then we were able to start doing some things online to save us time, energy, and effort. But they weren't shortcuts, and they're not a replacement for them. However, the, the mentality that came along with the internet is what has been really so devastating because, you know, we heard things around 2000 about you can now become the hunted instead of the hunter. And, you know, the, the, and the technology was cheap then. And I ran tons of Google AdWords as many of people did. And, you know, we could, we could run cheap Google AdWords and it was really easy to do, and people were contacting us, and we didn't have to contact them, and we became the hunters, or, or we were going to become the hunted instead of the hunters. Well, isn't that a crock? That's just a crock. It's not a reality. See, and the hunter versus the hunted is not has nothing to do with how a lead's created. It has to do with the attitudes involved in the process. I mean, from the time I can remember uh, when I'm sitting down with a person at their kitchen table, you know, after my first three years, when I started to figure out some of the mindsets involved in this profession, it was like, I'm going to show this to you. And yes, uh, I was able to, you know, qualify for this free car. Yes, I'm making this much, which is about 3000 at the time, part-time, part-time, when 3000 was a lot of money. And, and I, yes, I've been on two corporate free vacations with the company. And my whole philosophy is, why should I spend my time working with you? So that's, that's, that's a mindset. That's not, has nothing to do with how the lead was created. And then, of course, the Google slap came and all the network marketers that were dependent upon these people that didn't know any better that were going to make a million dollars next month contacting them through Google and uh, unqualified people. Every now and then some qualified people. I, I got a few from, from that that platform. But I was doing a lot of other things too. I wasn't just dependent on Google, which most people were. I was still doing direct mail and still doing drop cards and still doing my three-foot rule of speech and the buttons and the card magnets and everything else that had been proven to create customers and leads for years and is still doing it today.
today. It still works. It may be better than ever, especially drop cards in the last 90 days with all this corona. It's been unbelievable what's happening for people. It's that I've been using them for years. The response rates have gone up tremendously. And again, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm trying to stay on point here. But the Google slap came, and all these people that had depended upon running Google Google AdSense for, for two or three years, built their whole business around it, saw their business 100% disappear almost overnight. 100% disappear. Because why? They didn't understand it. They buy one, so what? Follow up, get good customer service. Your goal, if they buy one time, is to create the second sale. They're a suspect if they buy once. They're a prospect if they buy twice. They're a customer if they buy three times. So basic fundamental philosophies were just shoved out the door in, in an attempt to do things quicker, faster, and easier. Then, you know, YouTube becomes mainstream uh, shortly after this. And I, I went back and I looked five years ago and some research that we did. There was 42,000 self-proclaimed network marketing gurus, ninjas, masters, consultants, rock stars, and trainers who had channels on YouTube. 42,000. 75% of those accounts are now dormant. The people are gone. Because they were told, go on, you listen to my conference call, take some notes, and then go online and share them on YouTube. Act like something you're not. Hey, this is Joe. I'm an MLM consultant, and uh, I want to share with you some tips that I got. Seven tips tonight on so and so's conference call, and Bubba and and, and the, his friends and family members that did see it say, Joe, you aren't an MLM consultant. You aren't a home business consultant. You just got started, Joe. You work at Walmart. You're in the tire department, which is nothing wrong with being in the tire department at Walmart. But don't call yourself a network marketing consultant, trainer, guru. And then one day after the the, the ether wears off, uh, then Joe wakes up and says, my gosh, I've been acting like an idiot for seven weeks. Nothing's happening. I'm out of here. And, 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 and again, the, 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 I'm done. I'm out the other end of the revolving door. Why? Because I was not taught how to correctly, pre- correctly, professionally, ethically, individually get my business launched. So now the trend is Facebook Live, but it's still the same flawed mentalities and concepts. It may be good for the company, but it's devastating for new people that are trying to get a network marketing business launch. You know, I saw a survey that uh, was conducted, and it asked people that describe themselves as being entrepreneurs, 
why don't you want to join a network marketing or direct sales company? And 72% of the people that responded, this was recently, said, because I don't want to be required to spam my Facebook accounts five times a day or something similar to that type of response, that they don't want to have to go on social media promoting products and services and things that they know nothing about. Uh, 72%. Yet companies are teaching people that's the way to launch your business. You know, mainstream media, it's really sad today. Somebody sent me a clip from, I think I can't remember, some, they sent me the audio. I think it was called Cards of House of Cards. And at some point in that, I guess that's a Netflix show or something. And he sent me this clip in that, I guess it's popular, Netflix series. And the guy was talking about some company that sounded like Amway. It wasn't Amway, it was something else. And in the script, it said, Amway, what are we doing? We're getting ready to start a pyramid scheme. Amway. And, of course, Amway's not a pyramid. We all know that. The government confirmed it years ago. But here's my point. Network marketing used to be admired from afar because real entrepreneurs knew the discipline, the leadership abilities required to build a real duplicating network marketing organization. I believe people can learn the skill sets and mindsets to maximize their personal leadership if they're given the right training, consulting, and guidance. I believe that. Uh, and believe me, it would, my life would be a lot easier if I didn't believe that. But I do believe it. So mainstream business, except for a few intelligent people like you know Trump and Kiyosaki and Warren Buffett and a few others, but mainstream business in general today, 2020, cannot distinguish between network marketing and a pyramid scheme. And mainstream media, it's projected to be the same thing. You, they never say network marketing without saying pyramid scheme. It's, listen, pay attention. It's important for all of us. It's important for the future of this profession. Today, there's no, there's no distinguishing between the two. They're all the same in mainstream business and marketing and political circles. If, if you, if you say network marketing, you're talking about a pyramid scheme. Why? The question, the real question is why? And I believe one of the main reasons is because, uh, all this disgust people have around the spam going on from multiple network marketing companies and multiple distributors on social media. If I'm wrong, send me an email. If I'm wrong, send me an email. So 
Okay, Dale, so what's the best way to launch a network marketing business? Here's that most important word that I'm going to say during this podcast. Here's the most important word, individually. You market it, you launch it individually. And, and, you know, I talk about that in detail and have for years, and I've taught it, and people around the, the world are effectively implementing it. Yes, you got to get out of your comfort zone. If you're not going to get out of your comfort zone, then stay at your job. Then, then sell hammers at the flea market. You know, but being in your comfort zone is not a recipe for success. It's a recipe for spinning your wheels and wasting your time. You know, it's easy to, it's pretty easy for most people to go on Facebook and talk about, you know, their new product or send a link to their company, whatever. That's not, there's no fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody's going to think about them. And that, not too much, because it's become so mainstream. But it's disgusted by the masses. They're sick of it, which is not, does not play well for our profession. So the way you launch a business is individually by being value-focused, by thinking about what can this product or service mean, not even to the person, people I know, but to the people they know. As we've taught again for 20 years, it's not about who you know, it's about who do they know. Because everybody that you know knows somebody who's a perfect prospect for your business and for your products. And if you want to win the game, then you have to put together systems designed to figure out who those people are. And it's not just saying, who you know would like to buy my product? Who you know would like to lose, you know, needs to lose 50 pounds? That's not going to work. That's not what I'm talking about. Again, ethically, honestly, you know, communicating from a value-focused standpoint. Not spamming your friends with dollar signs in your eyes on social media. Because whether you are or whether you're not, that's the way they perceive it to be. And when, uh, it's when you're doing mass promotions like that. When you're talking with somebody individually, they know, they know if you're coming from, if you're talking, because you can talk to them with dollar signs in your eyes. But if you're a value-focused person, which all great leaders are value-focused because they understand what Zig tried to, you know, tell us years ago that all of us can quote, but very few people walk the walk, and that is you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Most people don't live it. They can quote it, but they don't live it, especially in our industry. But if you're value-focused and the timing's not right for somebody, awesome, no problem, no problem, no problem. Because they're going to contact you down the road when the window opens in their life if you approach them professionally, ethically, and you treated them not like a piece of meat on social media with dollar signs in your eyes, but you treated them like a human being. And you cannot do that spamming your social media accounts. It has to be done individually to maximize your success and to stack the odds for success in your favor.
There's a time and place to become very active. Please hear what I'm getting ready to say. Please hear what I'm getting ready to say. This is important. There is a time and place to become very active with your business on social media. Very active. But it's not when you first launch your business. You launch it to people that you love and care about on an individual basis if you want to stack the odds for success in your favor. If you if you spam your social media account and then you decide to contact them individually, they're going to be running from you. They're not going to answer their phone because they've seen you what you're doing now and the spam that you put all over social media. With the, you know, when you contact people individually, you do it with the understanding that most won't join you now. They aren't going to because the timing is not right. But they probably know somebody where the timing is right or somebody that's, you know, you're in the weight loss business and they probably know somebody that's been talking about starting on Jenny Craig for the 14th time. So if you approach people correctly in the beginning, uh, they might not join you now, but they'll join, join you later if you do it right when you start, if you do it correctly when you start. I cannot tell you the number of people that have contacted me years after I initially contacted them. I had somebody this week that contacted me. He said, he said, Dale, I haven't been in network marketing 10 years. I've been out, but I'm thinking about getting involved. And I called you because I knew you would tell me the truth, and I knew you would tell me a company or two that I should take a look at. This week? This week. And again, are are you looking for a quick one-time sale as a distributor? Are you looking for a revolving door as a company? Are you looking to build real business with real customers and real leaders, leading teams? Or is it just some big game? Is it a big money grab? And just to kind of wrap this up before I answer your question, I haven't forgotten about you, Bob. Just name one person in the last 20 years, one in the entire profession in the last 20 years since all this started, that started from scratch and built a growing, duplicating network marketing team who launched their business on social media. Name one. Now, you can probably name several, many which are now consultants and trainers and gurus, who individually built a following and created income. I can name them. Many of you could. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying name someone who started from scratch and built, and here's a key word, a duplicating organization launching and teaching people to launch their business on social media or YouTube or blogging 
Remember when everybody was teaching, if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing pro, then you must have a blog. No, if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing pro, then go out there and build a team and do something and then talk about it. Don't waste hours daily trying to think of something to blog about. And, and, but again, the masses were, were, were convinced that they would just start a blog and everybody would think they were a pro and, and they want to work with a pro. Therefore, they're going to be contacting them because of this awesome article they wrote, screaming their credit card in the, in the, over the phone, demanding to join their company as the highest package possible. That was what was pitched a few years ago, and we all know who was doing it. It's just the same thing over and over. We got to get beyond that. We got to get bigger than that from multiple for multiple reasons. Number one, because it's the right thing to do. But number two, just from a regulation standpoint, which I'm not even going to get into in this podcast. So name one. There's, I cannot name one. I can name a lot of people that made a lot of money teaching people they need to blog and 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 spam their Facebook account and so on and so forth. But I don't know a, a few. I know a few that have actually made money doing that. What I call three percenters, but ninety-seven percent of the people ended up with dormant Facebook accounts. Dormant YouTube accounts, excuse me. And, and while we're on the subject, from feedback I've gotten from several consulting clients, is Facebook is now looking behind the scenes. And if you're saying that you're, you're, you're it's a home business, if it has anything to do with network marketing or MLM or a pyramid scheme, that's all again in the same paragraph, according to Facebook, you know, again, Mainstream lumps it all together. Uh, there, the, I've heard from people that have been advertising their products and services and opportunity legitimately, ethically, uh, on Facebook for several years, and now Facebook, as of last week, is declining a lot of those ads that they've been running the same ads for years and years and years. And if, and you're never going to get any kind of market penetration without some type of advertising. Most people, what they let you have 5,000 friends. And the last data I saw when you put something out on Facebook, only 11% of your friends see your messages anyway. But yet that's what we're teaching people to do. Does this make any sense at all? And see, I know when I, when I say this, it's like, but see, it's, it, here's the best way I know to explain it. If you were raised, uh, and I'm going to say, if you were raised a Baptist, and now all, all of a sudden you realize that life would have made more sense, and the obvious denomination, I hate to even get bring religion in, but it's the first thing that popped in my mind, is it, you should have been raised a Catholic. If you're raised a Catholic, uh, if you're raised a Catholic, a Catholic, if you're raised a Baptist, and then all of a sudden it's like this is what you've been indoctrinated in, and then you realize you know what, this is not a good idea. This doesn't make any sense. 
but everybody I know is a Baptist. This is, everybody I know is doing it this way. Listen, if a thousand people say or do a stupid thing, it's still a stupid thing. It's still a stupid thing. So, the advice that I'm trying to communicate to the very best of my ability, and I'm sure I've made a lot of people mad, I, 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 but that's not my intent. And I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to help a profession that has absolutely touched and changed my life. Because I know what I know. I wish I didn't know it. And then I could, I, I, my life would be so much more peaceful, I promise. But I do, and I've seen it, and I've been around it for probably longer than most of you that are listening to this. I've watched the whole progression. I get it, because see, the real product is people. The real product is people, and if you build people, people will build the business. But we've gotten so far away from the core fundamentals of personal development, of which this industry was born out of, and we tried to appeal to mediocrity instead of inspire greatness. And, and, and help people, tell people they can well, they can do it in their comfort zone. Just make YouTube videos and you're going to be a star instead of telling them the truth. So this advice comes, again, from watching thousands of people launch their business successfully and doing it, launching with people individually. That's the key word. And from building a personal team, personally, myself, of over 200 five, six, and seven-figure earners on my personal team and doing it very system, systematically and launching very systematically and watching the whole thing duplicated from, from a low town of Kentucky population 400 to building an organization of over 60,000 people. And it all happened by design. It didn't happen by luck. It happened by design. It happened sequentially and systematically. So, said all that. And again, some of you, I really sincerely hope that you'll forward this podcast to corporate officers, uplines, anybody that it may help. And I understand that I'm going to get the wrath of that. Okay, my thin, my skin's thick, as I've said multiple times. I'm willing to talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. We can talk about this, debate about it, argue about it, whatever you want to do, as long as we can record it. Uh, I'm, I'll do that anytime, anywhere, on anything that I try to put into the marketplace because it, I, I've always been the type of person, if I'm missing something, I need to know that. I depend upon that. I depend upon that. But to answer your question, what can you do? And again, I am just aggravated that anybody, and I know many of you have to put up with this through uplines and through companies, uh, when there's just a better way to get people launched. And I guess two or three years ago on this podcast, I said, man, if, if, if this industry as a whole would just stop and learn how to effectively help people launch their business. If, if, they, if we did nothing but that as an industry and everybody understood this is the best way,
that stacks the odds for success in in that person's favor. As I, you know, walk people through at startrightmlm.com. If people knew that, and this is the way, and this is why it makes sense, and this is psychologically why it works, and 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 really got good at just the launch, network marketing would be at the top of the entrepreneurial revolution that's happening around the world. Be at the top. Just that one thing. How do I launch it? Just that. Instead of teaching them to do things that absolutely make no sense for the distributor and they come in one door and out the next within 90 days. And again, the company, yeah, they, they might have got a few sales, but there's no real customers being developed. It's just a revolving door. It makes no sense. So let me answer the question. Uh, I actually, uh, over the last 30 days, I've done 20 or 50 20 minute consultations, over 50 with uh, MLM Training Club members uh, that saw my email about that. And I've had some of you, I heard you were doing free 20 minute consultations. You know, how come I wasn't notified? If you were in the training club, you were notified. Why didn't you read my whole email? I put it at the bottom by design because it was at the bottom of the email. And if you're not reading my emails, you know, the headline, the subject line was not free 20-minute consultation with Dale Calvert. So I'm sorry you missed it, but you missed it. Uh, I'm not trying to be rude or crude, but it's just, you know, my time's too valuable. And if, and if, if you're not reading the emails that I send, then you know what? I'm not going to spend 20 minutes on the phone. And if you are, then I am, but that's beside the point. Let me get to it. Uh, one of the people I talked to was Becky. Noel. I never met Becky and we were having this conversation and she said, Dale, it's just been driving me crazy. She said, you know, I'm making more money than my upline, but they have a higher title than me. And, you know, it, it's she was talking about the good old girls network is what she called it. And she said, you know, they're all just teaching social media and videos and new people are coming in and getting caught up and, and just nothing's happening. And she said, our team just rolling. You know, we're launching people. We're doing 10 letters. First month, 10 a week, 10 a week, 10 a week, and I'm having them record their calls, and I'm helping them, and I'm coaching them, and they're getting better, and they're growing, and they're getting out of their comfort zone, and we're rolling. And she said, but I'm still having to deal with all this because uplines are jealous because my team's growing, theirs isn't, and, and you know, ego is a crazy thing in this profession. It really is. And she said, but I found something that has really helped me. And she said, what I did, and this is what you can do. Uh, she said, I, I printed your seven lines of attraction marketing, uh, ebook. She said, I printed it. And it's at seven dash lies.com. She said, I printed the book and she said, I wanted to tell you because I wanted you to know what I was doing because I got back to you. I wanted get your approval. And I said, absolutely. This is helping you. Absolutely. I got, you got my approval. You're going to help me help other people because this is a great idea. 
And what she did is she printed the whole book. She did the three hole punch and she put it in a binder. And she says, when I sponsor a new person, she says, you know, I'm a training club member, so I tell them, look, I'm working with somebody to develop more five, six, and seven figure income earners on his personal team than any network marketing teacher in the market today. Do you want to plug into the system we put together around that, or do you want to do it on your own? And when they say, no, I want to do it on my own, I, 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 no, I want to get plugged in, she said that I do step one, which all training club members know what that is. Um, 20 Reasons Top 3, 50 Names to Practice With for our letters. And she said, I give them that assignment, but I also give them the book. And she says, before you do anything, I want you to read this book that I printed off online for you. And she gives them the the Seven Lies of Attraction Marketing book to read. So when they start getting this information from Upline or the company or whoever, then she's got that foundation and that talking point established. So she 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 gets ahead of it. She gets ahead of it. That's the best way to say it. And she said, you know, inevitably, she says they're going to come back and they're going to they're going to say, well, you know, your sponsor said blah 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 blah, and I need to be on. I need to do three Facebook messages a day, and I need to do this on Twitter and I need to do this and, and she says remember the book I gave you yeah you, you remember that you told me that you wanted to plug into what I was doing because of the proven track record of the, of the people who we're working with yes well that's why I gave you the book I was trying to head you off and she said you know it creates a little bit of tension but she says look it's it's about it's my business I can choose my mentor and so can the others. And she said, that I've had a few that said, look, you can you can make a choice. If you'd rather do it that way, then you just follow them. And we're fine. We're fine. And if you ever decide you want to get plugged back into what we're doing through the five core systems, then you're welcome to come back. Just But you do whatever you need to do. And she said out of her group, got about 400. She said, I have had two that, moved to, that left. And started following my upline, and she said that was five months ago. And today, both of them are out of the business; they aren't even ordering their, ordering their own product anymore. So that's just the game. That's just the game. So I wanted to share that because I thought it was a tremendous idea from Becky. And then the other thing she said, she said, you know, usually at that conversation happens within the first ninety days after they read the book that I give them in the binder. And she said, then inevitably, you know, they're going to hit their slump at some point and get a little discouraged. And then they're going to start asking me again about, you know, maybe I just need to do a video on social media. And she says, then she said, my ace in the hole is your scam training. And she said, if people go through that scam training, they understand exactly what we're doing, why we're doing it and where we're going. And I thought that was awesome. So she said that always helps people refocus. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, I thought it was a great idea. I wish it had been mine, but it doesn't matter to me. I'm happy to pass it along. Uh, Give new people the Seven Lies book uh, in a binder. 
the day they sponsor, have them read it, and make it part of the 20 Reasons Top 3, 50 Names to Practice With, if, if you're running into static from your upline or from a company. Um, if you're not, then be thankful that you're not, and you don't need to t- make you don't need to add that to the process. Just stay with what you're doing now with 20 reasons top three, 50 to practice with, and you'll be good. Uh, I hope that you guys will head over to momhelp.com forward slash tapes. That's probably going to be a good article to add in your arsenal. Uh, again, we've got the reprint from John Milton Fogg about the tape mailing pyramid. It's a fabulous article. It's something that should be part of your knowledge base. If you want to leave a comment after reading it, that would be phenomenal as well. We always appreciate your input, guys. It means more than you know. Your feedback and your input. And if anything that I've said makes no sense, uh, you think I'm crazy, uh, again, there's a great place to leave your comments right there at momhelp.com forward slash tapes. Love to hear it because uh, if I'm missing something, sometimes I just feel like, Dale, you got a huge wart right on the end of your nose and, and you don't even know it and nobody's telling you. And I'm not saying that what we do and how we do it is, is, is the easiest way. It's not. It's not. But I do know if you're going to achieve your full upside potential in this profession, you're going to have to learn how to control yourself, talk, and expand your comfort zone if you want to maximize your upside potential. If you want to just approach this business like a big social club and do a Facebook or YouTube video every now and then and just kind of hang out, that's cool too. But you know, the people that I work with, for the most part, uh, are working with people that are absolutely career frustrated. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. They want to stay home with their kids. They want to take their family on a nice vacation. You know, they have strong reasons for doing the business. And so if you have strong reasons, you know, it's more than just a hobby. Hobbies are supposed to cost you money. And this is more than a hobby then it's going to take more effort. It's going to take the expansion of your comfort zone. If you're not willing to do that, that's fine. And you need to know that, and I need to know that as soon as possible so we don't waste each other's time. And it's, and I can still love you and respect you as a human being. I just don't have to try to build my business with you. It's that simple. It's that simple. So, again, I hope you'll pass this along forward and to anybody that needs to hear the message, I appreciate you guys more than you know. I hope you have a phenomenal week. And this is Del Cowboy. We'll be back with you next week on another session of the MLM Success. MLMSuccess.com podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, 
please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.